Hi, Diamonds. Welcome to the United State of Women, a forum where professional women come together to thrive by living more connected to our power, our purpose, and our plan. We invite you to tune in every other week where we show you that you can have it all and teach you how to get it by becoming the star of your own life and not just a supporting role in your life, career, and relationships. Here with Julie Dean, my USW podcast ambassador and co-host, I am Kalina James, owner of LCR, a business consulting and leadership development coaching company. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, Diamonds. I have invited certified life coach and founder and creator of Dear Lovely Universe, Kaylin Vu, to the show today to share how she helps young women and teenagers be their authentic selves and live more empowered lives. So grab a notebook and a pen as Kaylin Vouch helps you to live a more authentic and empowered life. My name is Julie Deem and we are United State of Women. Hey, Kaylin, how are you? Hi, Julie. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. So, you know, I'm really excited that we've connected. We met each other through Instagram and I just am very inspired by the work that you've been doing to help especially younger women you know kind of come into themselves especially with everything going on in the world it's so hard to really you know every age you think you know it all and then the next year you're like i didn't know anything last year so to be that model for these young women i'm really inspired by the work that you're doing thank you so much that really means a lot to me i want to be that person that i needed when i was younger and seeing the change that I really have had or the impact that I've had on people's lives. It means a lot to me. Absolutely. I love that. I'd love for you to share a little bit more about your background and, you know, how you decided to step into this place in coaching. Yeah. Should I start from the beginning? For sure. Get it all out there. Okay. So no filter here. When I was three months old, was when my mom left and I was raised by pretty much my nanny and my dad, but my dad was very busy with his business. So mostly my nanny, I didn't have my mom around. And so being that I had to you know, grow up with my nanny, I was very emotionally independent and I didn't have really anyone to teach me like how to be a woman, you know, and that left me with a lot of trauma emotional baggage and confusion to say the least and then also growing up when I was about five and I say these things very openly because I feel like I want people to know that you know it's okay to talk about these things I I think a lot of people keep things bottled and sort of for way too long and I think we should we should really talk about these things because it is normal. It's things that people go through. But when I was five, I was sexually abused by a neighbor um, for quite a while too, actually. And then this left me like hypersexualized. And so growing up, especially when I became a teenager, I started dressing really provocatively. And I felt that my worth was tied up in my sexual, like, attraction to others and it wasn't until I got older that I started to realize like my value and my worth is so much more than my sexual appeal it's actually the person I am inside that makes me unique and beautiful and so I can be beautiful 
you know, picking flowers off a bush. And I can be beautiful if I want to, you know, do something else. It, it, it doesn't mean that I'm only beautiful when my boobs and my butt are out. Like, totally. It was just so backwards. And, well, when I was also a teenager, I was addicted to substances, mostly Xanax. That was the worst one of all. And the reason why I liked Xanax so much was because it removes the ability to feel. And it also takes away your memory, though. And my wake-up call with Xanax was when two of my friends overdosed and died, when they took too much Xanax with alcohol. And so that was when I kind of reached like a rock bottom in my life after you know, a long time of festering in my pain and taking substances to try to relieve that pain, I reached a rock bottom. And once I reached a rock bottom was when I surrendered to, you know, what I considered to be like, I'm not, I'm not highly religious or anything like that. And I'll never impose that on anybody, but that was when I decided to surrender to God in my way. And that was when I decided like to really face my fears and really take control of my life rather than letting my pain and my past take control over my actions and dictate my life. And so I spent a lot of time alone and I spent a lot of time reading, connecting to myself and being in nature and that was when I actually really started to get better. Like I got totally clean. I started focusing on school. I got a job. And I was even, it was kind of silly, but I was in a multi-level, you know, one of those businesses. And even though like I didn't, you know, I guess make it in that multi-level thing, I, at least it kind of started the gears for entrepreneurship in my mind. And so I also, once I started to get better, started to have these ideas about starting a blog. And it was just an idea. But then the ideas kept growing. It was like one of those things where it's like, you can't stop thinking about it. Like you're going to, I would be going to bed at night. And then at like, I would get up like five times throughout the night. I can't sleep because I'm having all these ideas about things I could write about or how I want it to look like and stuff like that. And so once I started my blog, it was actually, it took me like six months or so of research and development because I was so nervous and scared, like, because putting yourself out there online is big and scary, you know? And so, but eventually I did. And I remember the moment too, I was I had done so much research. I mean, how much research you really need after like six months and your notebook is big and full and heavy and you have all these things mapped out. All I needed to do was take the leap, but I was so scared. And uh, I remember I was sitting on my bed one day and I just had this moment where I thought to myself, like, what if I die and I never do the things I wanted to do or say the things that I wanted to say? Like, our lives are not guaranteed. Like I could die today. I could die tomorrow or next week. Like what if I never start? And that was what really propelled me to start. 
it was later that day that I hired someone off Fiverr to start making my website. And then he was like, and I, I didn't have a lot of money. It was $400 to make the website. And that's all I had from working at that time. <laughs> so I put everything I had into it. Even, you know, even if it wasn't a lot, it was everything I had. And then he goes, so where's the content? And what was the funny thing is I hadn't thought that far ahead. So because I, you know, put everything I had in there and I had all these ideas for content, but I didn't actually make any content yet. It really propelled me to just start making the content. And so once I, you know, started my website, I started posting blogs once a week and doing like these audio things. It wasn't really like a podcast. I mean, guess kind of, but I was just filming the audio and posting it to my website. And it wasn't until eight months later that I started actually, I actually got a host for my audio and I put it onto like a podcast directory and it started being hosted like everywhere else, you know, like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and everything like that. But the reason why I became a coach is because I started to realize that from my podcast and well, what started off as humble beginnings for a podcast and my blog, I was actually really helping people. And people were coming to me with questions and all of these things. And I started to realize, like, I actually have a gift for this. And a lot of the people that I help are actually very thankful. And so I, I just realized, like, helping people is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so, again, I just, it didn't take long for me to fully embody this idea of becoming a coach and I just signed up for school I, w- I went to IPEC it took me about a year to get certified as a professional coach and then once I became a certified professional coach you know you got to face the the truth that there's a lot of coaches out there and what do you want what do you want to coach like what is going to be your niche Are you going to be an in-person coach, an online coach, especially if you're an online coach, you need to be very precise. And so it dawned on me, like, I I could never run away from it, that I'm a self-love coach, because that is what I had to go through or overcome myself. And so ever since then, it's been a, a beautiful journey of helping people love themselves. I've coached people who are like, 70 I've coached people who are younger like 15 16 you know in their 20s middle-aged people I've coached people every age and the amazing thing is it doesn't matter how old they are or how old I am because really all I'm doing is asking questions and asking really good empowering questions and you know there's other skills that go into it too but the beautiful thing is that there, we can always learn something from each other. And so that's really how I got into coaching and kind of a little bit about my life story. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. You know, that's such a journey. You know, we think about life being a journey and you're still so young and, you know, the evolution of, you know, where you started and the plans that you have for your future. It just, again, so inspiring. And I'm, you know, I'm encouraged by your story and just the things that you've done already. It's you're somebody that I'm excited to, you know, follow along oh, the rest of our life and see how things go. 
I'm curious, you know, with you coaching women self-love from all different ages and all different backgrounds, what's a common theme you've seen across the board? Well, a thing, a common thing that I see a lot is that people, especially women, for some reason, feel like they're not worthy. And most people, actually everybody has at least one thing that we call a gremlin or an inner voice where it's the one thing in their minds that they tell themselves that is most likely produced from protecting themselves uh, a place uh, like it, it serves them at one point but doesn't serve them anymore and it could be something like I don't I'm not worthy I'm not smart I'm not pretty enough it could be any of those things but that, but the feeling of being worthy or like good enough is something that I see really often in women. So there are a few ways to overcome this. One tactic is to actually name your gremlin and then to talk to it as if it was an outer entity, that it's not part of you. And then telling your gremlin, like, let's say we name it. Uh, Chad telling Chad that you don't need him anymore and that you can protect yourself now and then reminding yourself that this isn't part of you and that we shouldn't let this gremlin control your life I love that that's really cool tip too because you know how often is it that we almost identify as the gremlin instead of trying to remove the gremlin from ourselves? That's a great tip. What kind of questions, you know, would you want to start asking yourself if you're wondering how your self-love is? You know, like, is there a way to gauge if you have good self-love or not? Yeah. So I would say the biggest way to gauge your self-love is the commitments that you allow yourself to be in and the agreements that you allow yourself to be in. So the way that you show up for your life really is your level of self-love. If you love yourself, you're going to do an occupation or be in an occupation that reflects that self-love. You're going to live a lifestyle that reflects that self-love, you know, exercising, eating right. You're going to be taking care of the things in your life that need to be taken care of. And your friendships and your relationships will be of a higher vibration of some sort that will uplift your personal growth. They don't tear you down. And so, you know, if someone's like an abusive relationship or something like that, that would really reflect how much they value and love themselves. And our self-love can also be determined by the way that we talk to ourselves that inner dialogue uh even if we don't consciously see that like because you know we have so many thoughts that go through our heads every day our subconscious is always listening and so it's really good to be aware of the things that we are telling ourselves and a lot of the times when we talk when it's just so common so to talk about fear and lack and even death or sickness, those these are the consciousness of the mainstream. We like to try to keep our attention on health and prosperity and goodness. And this will in turn bring more of that back to us. 
That's awesome. That's very true. You know, I, one of my favorite podcasters was talking about, they did a whole episode. I was like, watch what you say. And it's not just, you know, for others, but yourself too, because how we talk to ourselves really does matter. And then this, this is so great. Thank you. When, when you first started on your coaching journey and you went to IPEC, you know, tell us about your experience and how you knew that this was the right, the right move to make. Well, it was so when I started doing, I honestly didn't do too, too much research into coaching schools. I saw that there were certifications that I could get in like a day or three days, or like a few months. And I told my dad about it. And he was like, why would you want to get certified in someone or something in a day or three days? He's like, you can't be a master in three days. And so I was like, okay. And I found IPEC and I saw it was like a year long. I was like, hmm, that's kind of long, <laughs> you know, compared to like three days. But then I was like, you know what, if I can, that, that would be a lot better, you know, of a foundation for a coaching practice than something I could learn in three days. So I was actually going to sign up, but, and I got accepted into the school. But then once it came down to it, I got too scared and I didn't sign up that year. I had to actually f live with knowing that I didn't do that for one more year. And then when the next year came around, it wasn't until like the last week of that, the you know, time that I could sign up that I was like, I got to do this. I got to do this. And I didn't have, you know, I didn't know where the money was going to come from. And I wasn't, I didn't feel like ready, you know, but I just knew in my heart that I had to do this. And I think that sometimes when we have those impulses, we can't logically think our way out of it. We kind of just have to do it because we feel and we just know in our being, this is what we have to do. And so for me, coaching and going to coaching school wasn't really something like, meh, maybe I'll try it. Like it was something where it was like, I have to do this. I just know in my heart and in my soul, this is what I'm meant to do. That's so cool. You know, feeling that call to your purpose is, you know, a powerful thing. And, you know, again, that's so young, right? Like how many, <laughs> how many people are like, this is what I need to do this. And that calling, like you're saying, it's, it's interesting because, you know, who's to say you won't be in something different in 10 years, but to know in all confidence that what you're doing at that time is what was best for you is exciting that awareness right yeah exactly exactly after you finished coaching school what was the next step i mean you had already had a blog at this point right and now you've got the certification so you're done with coaching school what what now yeah so i i was actually really grateful at this point that i had built up you know a blog and a podcast I was so grateful because now I already had an audience and so it wasn't like I was starting from scratch and so at this point was when I started my podcast Instagram and I really didn't expect it to take off the way it did I am so grateful that it did but that was honestly probably one of the best things I ever did for my podcast and then I started just, you know, taking it more seriously. But I think the biggest change in mindset was when I, I, for until I graduated from coaching school, I was always doing like other work on the side. And then 
I just, once I graduated coaching school, I was like, you know what, this is it. This is it. I think I got a point when I was like, I'm all in. I think it was that mindset change. That was the biggest thing for me. And having that confidence as a coach, because I'm sure a lot of the people listening are coaches themselves to put yourself out there in the world as a coach. It can be a little bit scary and overcoming that imposter syndrome and just knowing that like you are who you say you are and knowing it deep down that this is who you are was a big thing that I had to kind of overcome. But in terms of like action steps, it was starting my podcast, Instagram, being more serious with my podcast, starting my website, which I built from scratch in a day, actually. (laughs) And putting, you know, getting really serious about what are my goals and next steps. And so, you know, for me personally, it's, I'm going to start a membership site in the next two years for, as a hub to connect for all of my, you know, fans and followers and clients to go through, to go to as a empower, a place to empower people for their self-love. And, you know, I have plans for books and ebooks and like, I have really big plans, but it was getting those plans written down and putting it in a way that's tangible, but not overwhelming. And, and then also, you know, starting to build up my team. Like I have someone who helps me edit my videos and post them. I have someone who helps me create digital products. I have a photographer. I have, you know, also my best friends who are my support system. And so creating those foundations, I think are really important because it's, it's really hard to do everything yourself. And also, of course, you know, doing research on how to even have a business because that's important. You know, what marketing strategy are you going to do? And one of the, the great thing about having a podcast is that I have a lot of connections. And so I've, I, once I really launched and got serious about this, you know, I sent messages to a lot of the people that I respect and admire. And I asked, you know, would you be willing to spare 10 to 30 minutes to talk with me? Because I could really use your guidance right now. And I got feedback on what I could possibly be doing better. And that was really crucial for me to know what I wanted to do. And, you know, I've heard a lot of things like message people on LinkedIn. That's one of the, that was one that I didn't do. I don't want to do, I don't want to be that person. I've heard a lot of things like you got to be super on it with social media. But when it really comes down to it, what I've learned and realized is that no matter what you're in, you just got to be consistent with it. And so whatever process you want to do, (laughs) be consistent with that process and make it a simple one, like not 10 things like sporadically, but like maybe up to five in a good rotation. And so those are some of the things that I have learned and done since starting my business. I love that. That's all great tips. You know, so if anybody's interested in even starting in the coaching industry, they've got a, you know, a good blueprint now where to even go and how to begin. And the fact that you started the blog first and really was able to grow a loyal fan base of people that 
were interested in what you were doing, you know, they, they had the seeds planted before they even knew they were looking for the tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. because I had that podcast, it, it's just more natural to get people on the phone. So it wasn't, it's not like me trying to be salesy or anything like that, but like actually just connecting with people. And if they vibe and they want coaching, then, you know, it's just more natural. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And this has been a lot of fun having you on the show today. If our listeners want to get in contact with you, how would they best do that? You can find me on Instagram at Dear Lovely Universe. So that's Dear, D-E-A-R, Lovely, just love with the L-Y at the N, and then universe, like our great big universe. And you can email me at hello at kaylinboo.com or you can find my website and more about me at kaylinboo.com. So that's K-A-E-L-I-N-V-U.com. And within a month from now, I'm going to be publishing my first ebook, which is the ultimate guide to strengthening your self-love and confidence after trauma. And that is going to be on my website. I... I'm so excited to release this and I'm so excited for everything else that's to come as well. Thank you so much, Julie, and all of you beautiful listeners out there. And I wish you the utmost best of luck on your journeys. And I have full faith in you. They're going to live up to your potential. Thank you so much, Kaylin. Until next time, Diamonds, shine bright. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it. Share it with people you care about, people you think this will benefit. Share with your team or colleague who is having a difficult time and is looking for solutions. We all want to help people live empowered, to know what to do when faced with uncertainty. And I believe that these ideas can help others have that success. So please share it. But also follow us on our hashtag community power purpose plan and tell us what you think and how this episode has helped you. Diamonds, you have a choice to live connected to progress and growth. You deserve it. And it is yours to have. Live life, my friend, and be encouraged to step into your power purpose plan today. Until next time, take care.